the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Yeah, I'm a bad girl, all right. Especially on Mondays, depending on how my weekend went. Oh, my. <laughs> Glad to be back with you guys, though. Monday is fun day. It's my fun day. Every once in a while, I wish there was a day between Sunday and Monday, right? Uh, you know, I mean, I'm seeing a show of hands in the booth over there. Can I get an amen on some days? We it need- is amen and unanimous. <laughs> we need that day between Sunday and Monday just to recoup. Right. Well, next weekend, we kind of have that in the form of a holiday. So I'm glad to at least have a full week with you guys this week leading into that holiday. Y'all have any big plans for the holiday? How has enough of the show of hands in there? Because not everybody has the opportunity to go have some fun next weekend on Memorial Day weekend. Have any of y'all had to pull back on your plans or you had plans or you would normally do something this this uh, on this weekend, but now you can't because it's $7 a gallon of gas and everything else is skyrocketed in the grocery stores? 888-344-1170. How many of y'all are pulling back on your plans going into Memorial Day weekend because the monkeypox is here or at least one presumed case in Florida? They would love for that to be your reaction. We're going to share the, the news on that, as well as other topics. Did Joe Biden incite China to attack Taiwan today? Was it a gaffe or was it intentional? We've got John Guandolo from Understand the Threat who's going to be here. And I actually, oh, well, uh, I'll, I'll share with you all my views. For once, I do, do, I, I'm not sure that this was a gaffe. And I'm going to and I look forward to having my conversation with John Guandolo later because y'all remember it was Donald Trump who was going to get us into third world three. Right now we got a war happening in Russia and Ukraine of which, you know, it looks as though Biden almost encouraged Putin to go there. What is going on with China and, and Trump uh, Trump and Joe Biden's trip to Asia in which he made these remarks? We've got those topics to get into and more. And like a creepy neighbor. State Farm is there. Maybe you don't want State Farm to be anywhere near you after you hear this story. So those topics and more tonight. 888-344-1170. 888-344-1170. We're streaming live right now on the Answer San Diego page on Facebook. And you can also email me at com. But while I'm live, it's 888-344-1170. The man who's already had his hand up. We've, I've already heard from you, man. I know you've got plans next weekend, but y'all know I'm talking about my brother. It's DJ Potato Skin. The state of Florida and our pension system, we have shares of... DJ Potato Skins. DJ Potato Skins. It's a good thing to have shares of Governor DeSantis. And yes, I'm going to an undisclosed location to watch an undisclosed wrestling event. 
with my son. We're going to have to scale it back because of finances, but we're still going. Joe can't stop me. All right. Well, good. All right. So Skins, he's still got his his trip planned uh, to go out of town for Memorial Day weekend. Let me know if you've had to adjust your plans uh, given the latest uh, economic crisis. 888-344-1170. Also, let me know if you're changing any plans whatsoever under fear of monkey pox. And yeah, I'm asking that question. All of a sudden, right? All of a sudden, nobody's talking about Roe v. Wade anymore and whether or not the Supreme Court is going to hand who? Yeah, Roe who? Who that Roe? Who's Roe? Right? All of a sudden, nobody's talking about Roe v. Wade anymore, even though, hello, um, Hashtag, you know, the clock is ticking, Supreme Court. There's no reason why you're holding up Come that out decision. With decision. But all of us but all of a sudden nobody's talking about that anymore. The left ain't talking about that no more. Suddenly the left is talking about monkeypox, right? Yeah. <laughs> the, and uh, they got some plan <laughs> I made AK giggle. <laughs> you made me crack up. I'm trying to be serious now because let me tell y'all, they are serious about trying to whip out this monkeypox on y'all. In fact, was this intentional? Was this part of some plan going back to 2021? But before we go into that, I would want to play this clip from the Biden administration, from Joe Biden himself, as to what he wants the American people to know about the, quote, global rise in monkeypox cases. Please play clip seven. Mr. President, quick question. What have your health advisors told you your level of concern should be about monkeypox in the that are in the United States and around the world? Well, they haven't told me the level of exposure yet, but it is something that everybody should be concerned about. We're working on it hard to figure out what we do and what uh, vaccine, if any, may be available for. But it is a concern in the sense that if it were to spread, it's consequential. That's all they've told me. Yeah, well, um, who are these medical... She's asking him, have your medical advisors... Uh, i.e. Fauci, who hasn't put a stethoscope on anybody. Y'all know who, who the typical, the, the our gang of the Larry Moe and Curly and Shemp of the uh, uh, infectious diseases world. Um, you know, I'm, I'm actually so I, I'm, I'm curious if any of them actually even in D.C. because right now the World Economic Forum is in Davos. And then shortly on the heels of that, we're going to have the big the big brouhaha, the big sit down over in Geneva in regards to the American people losing their sovereignty. What a, what an amazing coinky deek that suddenly this monkey pox has arrived on the scene. Just in time. Just in time for the World Economic Forum of which, you know, at, 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 I'm sure they're out there planning to discuss about how climate change is killing all of us. Meanwhile, how many jets were flown over there? Probably no more than two people on a jet, the pilot and the John Kerry's of the world flying over there to the World Economic Forum. We had a major media personality who was actually detained today in, in the World Economic Forum. We're going to discuss that in a moment. But before we get into that, I found something absolutely incredibly disturbing regarding monkeypox. You shared this with me and you, it doesn't take a lot. To, I mean, it takes a lot to shock me given where, where we're at, Andrea. This was just like, I can't believe that this is potentially happening. Right. And this is from this report comes from a well-respected legitimate news outlet called Western Journal. And yes, they are, and they're far more legitimate. I'd put more stock in Western Journal than I would NBC or, or MSNBC. But this coming from Western Journal, there were docs that they have found from 2021 international security exercise showing a monkey, bo- monkey pox bioattack on May 15, 2022. What's today's date? 23rd? May 23rd. Yeah. When did we first start, when did we first start hearing about his monkeypox? About a week ago. Yeah. Mm, yeah. 
I'm sure this is just a coincidence, but let me share what was in this documentation. In March of 2021, the Nuclear Threat Initiative, a global security organization, quote, focused on reducing nuclear and biological threats imperiling humanity, joined members of the Munich Security Conference, and they conducted an exercise which involved a lethal global monkeypox pandemic. In a November 2021 report, NTI looked at the outbreak of the monkeypox virus in the fictional country of Brinia on May 15, 2022, which was the focus of the March exercise. Under their imaginary scenario, the initial outbreak was caused by a terrorist attack using a pathogen engineered in a laboratory with inadequate biosafety and biosecurity provisions and weak oversight. Sound familiar? Sound like a playbook we've already heard from before? In the table below, and I posted this article on social media on Facebook, so you can find that at Andrea K. The NTI divided their discussions into three moves. In the first move, 1,421 cases of the virus resulting in four deaths are reported in Brinia. We now have around the world um, 92 cases in 12 countries with a further 28 suspected cases under review, according to CNBC. By January 10, 2023, seven months later, the virus has spread to 83 countries, and that at that point, there are 70 million cases worldwide, and 1.3 million people have died. Researchers have learned the virus was engineered to be vaccine-resistant. By May 10, 2023, and this is according to how they, they, their pandemic, their exercise played out, 480 million cases would have been reported, resulting in 27 million fatalities worldwide. Um the numbers are kind of not following in sync, but doesn't it seem just odd, what a coincidence, that, that a virus that we reported on last week out of Western Africa that almost never leaves those countries in Western Africa, that typically results from them being around a diseased rats and rodents, has suddenly made its way to 80-something countries, right? And even though the CDC is admitting that it's by a lot, so far it has been past with gay men and gay sex we still have in belgium has become the first country to introduce a mandatory monkeypox quarantine so it's it's like the same playbook from covid all over again or even if this is isn't the 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 weaponized version you just talked about is this a trial run well, even if it's not, le- I'm not, and I'm not saying that this was engineered in a lab that leaked or was put out or is even a trial run, but it just sure seems a little too, too. And here are some comments that were made. Um, there was one tweet that was put out. The monkeypox scenario from, this is from kit.com. The monkeypox scenario from 2021 coincidence, the next $500 billion for big pharma. And this is right at the time that the World World, uh, Economic Forum is meeting, in which we've already had reports coming out from them that they're looking for a a drug that that would, once it's ingested, would report data back to the global, to the global elites. The article goes on to say NTI identifies gaps between nations' current levels of pandemic preparedness and what would be necessary to deal with a catastrophe of this magnitude. Naturally, NTI emphasizes an international response coordinated by a supernatural organization such as the World Health Organization. Speaking of the World Economic Forum, uh, Majid Nawaz um, tweeted out that according to World Economic Forum shill, Yuval Noah Hariri, quote, COVID is critical 
because, and this was tweeted out uh, May 21, 2022, COVID is critical because this is what convinces people to accept, to legitimize total biometric surveillance. We need to not just monitor people. We need to monitor what's happening under their skin. Let that sink in. This is not conspiracy. Whatever is going on with this monkeypox, however, it's suddenly in the course of nobody's hearing anything about this until all of a sudden in the last week or so, we've got an outbreak happening globally. We've got orders up of more vaccines. We've got quarantines happening. Um, whatever has caused that to happen, it sure is coming at a time in which the United States is about to hand over sovereignty to, of our bodies and our health to the World Health Organization, which is in, also including the World Economic Forum. They're all tied together. This, uh, I, I, it, it's hard for me to wrap my head around this being merely a coincidence. The article goes on to say a new pandemic as the current one recedes to endemic status would be every Democrat's dream come true. We're less than six months out from a critical election that will determine the second half of the Biden presidency and prospects are looking pretty dim for the party. Democrats always living on a crisis. Right. Speaking of the World Economic Forum, we're going to take a break and we come back. I'm going to tell you guys what happened with a major media personality over there and and how he got detained and we're hopefully going to have an update on him so stay tuned we got more andrea k show coming up 888-344-1170 this is the andrea k show on am 1170 the answer san diego news politics and current events it's the andrea k show on the answer san diego Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show, 888-344-1170. Continuing our discussion about this monkeypox, and in a moment we'll share with you which major media personality and social media superstar has been detained over at the World Economic Forum and why. 888-344-1170, we were talking about the coincidental um, exercise that was done uh, with a bioengineered and escaped monkeypox that led to a, a global epidemic that just coincidentally happened to coincide with today's timing. Um, more on that before we get into the World Economic Forum, what happened over there. Uh, the uh, UN is scolding, quote, homophobic and racist monkeypox coverage. And the reason why they're doing that is because very little... They're trying to stop the truth from being shared. One of the things I asked about in last week's show, I told Skins before the show when we first heard about this monkeypox, and I saw images of the, of the pictures on TV. I said, that looks like an STD to me. You did. And, but I, I, but, and then, and then he, I, but I didn't go on air with that until skin saw some background. What I said was, I want specifics before anybody starts talking any crap about any kind of mitigation measures that involve controlling somebody's body with masking and distancing and quarantining and any of this crap. I want specifics on how it's spread. And that's when you found that the reports actually was first, we first heard the truth from San Diego Union Tribune, which said that this was seemingly uh, transmitted through gay sex, right? So, of course, the UN doesn't want anybody to know that. And that's when you you know that what's going on, however this started, that this is a play for power, right? When they're, when they're doing that. I want to play this clip that Skins found. Um, this is Dr. Siegel, and he's explaining um, why it would be absolutely stupid and ridiculous for them to start talking and masks or other types of mitigation measures because of monkeypox. 
Uh, clip eight. The first look at this virus under the microscope, the, gene- the genetic sequencing looks like it's very similar to what we had in, in 2018 in Nigeria. I don't think it's changed much. It doesn't look like it's mutated much. It doesn't look like it's easy to catch. It doesn't look like it's spreading like wildfire. It looks like it's it's it can be sexually transmitted, likely. Uh, it's spreading among the gay population a little bit. It's also travel-related, but it's very hard to get. You have to get it from very close contact. Nobody has died from it. We have uh, we have 500 million doses of a smallpox vaccine in our stockpile in case we need it. And here's the most important thing, Lawrence. You don't spread it usually until you have symptoms. So if you see someone with pox you know, or swollen lymph nodes, you're, you're going to want to stay away from them anyway. The idea that we're talking about bringing masks back for this is ridiculous. Doc. Yeah, it is absolutely ridiculous. If you saw somebody in your family or your friends or your workers or at the grocery Doesn't store who. with open sores on their body, you're going to go up and give them a hug skin to skin? No. I don't care who you are in my family. I'm going to tell you, you know, uh, um, let's get... <laughs> Sorry, that's just common sense. But see, common sense went out the window with COVID because they they took and and in fact, that's probably the greatest. Um, I don't want to say the greatest reaper, but yeah, but the uh, fallout honestly, for COVID. Andrew, some people still don't use that common sense. I see people from COVID all the time. They're still driving with masks in the car, right, by themselves. I mean, common sense died with COVID. And it must be restored. And what they want us to be around this around the world is to be like uh, China today bragging that, hey, we, we got all these lockdowns happening over here. There ain't no way we're going to get it here because we're completely locked down. They put 5000 people in a quarantine camp in China today because of 26 cases of covid. Right. And they would just love for that to be the next phase uh, of this. Because this and, and, and this is also coincidentally, before I go on to talk about the media person who's been uh, who was detained at the World Economic Forum, um, you know, isn't this at, also closely timed to when Fauci was cautioned? He had come out and said in an interview, I think it might have been with uh, with Woodruff on NPR, but he said the pandemic phase is over. We're in the endemic phase. And then he had to walk it back. Right. He had to walk it back. Well, you know what? They found their pandemic. They found it. I, and what are the origins? How did this suddenly spread? Who was the first person with this? How did it get to Europe? How is this happening? It's just a little too, too. Real quickly okay. before you move on, headline, people can check it out, newshopper.co.uk. The NHS across the pond has issued a warning to meat eaters amid a significant and concerning outbreak of monkeypox in the UK. So now they're going to go, hey, oh, well, now you can't can eat meat? meat? What now you can't eat meat? Apparently. Connect those dots for me. What does this have to do with the food supply? It doesn't. But see, they don't want you to know the truth. That's why the UN is telling it, it same old same old tactics that if you speak up the truth, you're a bigot. There's something wrong and it's all about trying to control the message so you can control minds. Because they want just like they did the the play with COVID was everybody had an equal chance of getting it and dying from it and they knew from the beginning that was untrue. That was a lie. And they're trying the same game on us now. Same game. Same tactics. However, this monkeypox hit the scene. Um, so this is and, – and so we got the World Economic Forum taking place right at a time where we've got the World Health Organization going to be meeting and voting on the, amend, uh, on the amendments. Um, the Republicans have called on Biden – 
Here's the here's the, the and, and I mentioned this on Friday that what I was hearing Tom Cotton and one other Republican had sent a letter to Biden and their chief complaint was that you can't give the World Health Organization the, this power because they weren't good at they 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 made too many mistakes when it came to COVID as though I wouldn't care if the World Health Organization had done everything right i.e. leave us alone allow the individuals to make their own decisions for their health care that still would not be a justification to hand sovereignty over to the World Health Organization. The issue with the World Health Organization taking power from us is the World Health Organization having power of us and us not having our sovereignty anymore. The the fact that they're completely incompetent and or corrupt is just a secondary issue to it. Case in point with why the Republicans are just as bad as the Democrats in large part is the House Freedom? Uh, no, this is this is the good guys. The House Freedom Congress uh, Caucus is demanding that President Biden either withdraw. No, this isn't good. I was thinking that we had two. The, the establishment was was on the wrong side, and the Freedom Caucus was on the right. I don't even like what the Freedom Caucus is doing here. The Freedom Caucus is demanding that President Biden either withdraw the United States from the World Health Organization or correct the organization's rampant corruption. It's no. There's no either. You don't hand over our sovereignty, the United States of America, and our bodies to anybody, whether corrupt or not. Wrong, Freedom Caucus. Did my man Big sign on to this? You know what? According to Officer Tatum earlier, too, he doesn't think that President Biden even has the authority to do it. Well, George W. Bush did. George W. Bush was the one. He was the OG of this because George W. Bush is the biggest phony Politically, not a conservative. I, I, we would have been better off. And I said this about five years into shortly into the second term of George W. Bush. And I was starting to to I have serious issues with George W. Bush in his first term. But going into about mid-year of the first year of his second term, I said we would have been better off if Al Gore had won the presidency. And I stand by that today. And the reason is because George W. Bush Move the Republican Party, the establishment. He redefined. Everybody talks about the Trump Republicans and the Trump Republicans. Yeah, the Trump Republicans are conservative. And that's why the establishment wing doesn't like them, because the Republican Party under George W. Bush became far left Democrats. They became the party of centralized system of power with complete control over us. Compassionate conservatism under George W. Bush was bloated big government. It was data mining of Americans. It was little old ladies from Iowa being treated like like terrorists at the airport in an, in, in an avoidance of who really took down the towers on, on uh, 9-11. It was bloated government. It was Wall Street bailout and auto bailouts. It was trillions of dollars in debt. And it was and it was George W. Bush who did the first strike against our sovereignty and doing any regulations whatsoever with the World Health Organization. No wonder the establishment hates the Trump, the Trump Republican Party, right? The National Review, the McCain wing of the Republican Party, because the Trump MAGA movement is about a restoration of what this country was founded on. So anyway, um, you know, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on it, but over there at the World Economic Forum in an attempt to get the truth to the American people as to what this is really about between the World Economic Forum and cahoots with the World Health Organization. It's all about trying to, to have America go into a one world, new world order, globalist governance, governing body, the um, having been amped up and, and the, the way for that being paved in so much with COVID. Um, 
So Jack Posobiec, formerly of One America News, he's with uh, Human Events, which was purchased by Human Events is run by Raheem Kassam. Jack Posobiec is on Steve Bannon's war room. So he goes over there with a with a news crew and he gets detained. And what what he what happened was um, he had they had handed over their documentation and their press creds and everything an hour before they were supposed to go into the meeting. And what he believes happened was they started Googling him and researching him and saw who he was, that he's an actual real deal conservative. He used to work in intelligence for the uh, United States military. He speaks fluent Mandarin Chinese. The guy knows national security better than than most people running our government. And he says that he got questioned by plain clothes. He gave passports and press creds, later took a break to charge the equipment. When the World Economic Forum Stasi units rolled up out of nowhere with MP5s drawn, the whole crew frisked behind a building. Um, He said, never once did they explain to us why we were targeted. I want to be clear on something. We had already given our name, our passport, and our press pass about an hour prior. Uh, we have the First Amendment within the United States of America. However, I am not in the confines of the United States of America right here. So these police have the ability, if they want, to confiscate things from us, confiscate our cards, start deleting things. And before we can even get legal involved, they could have taken down all the footage we have already filmed today for this project. He's doing a docu-series along with a book that's going to be called The Great Global Reset. So they knew after they researched him why he was there, and they're trying to do everything they can to keep the truth about what the World Economic Forum and the World Health Organization in cahoots with the far-left Democrat Party, what they're trying to do to the United States of America. That's why nobody knew until the 11th hour that this thing was even happening over there. That's right. Exactly. Speaking of uh, the global elites and and the Democrat Party and what's happening around the world, we're going to take a skinny, tiny little break, and then we're going to talk about... uh, a gaffe? Was it a gaffe that Joe Biden made in regards to China and Taiwan? I'm not so sure. And we're going to get John Guandolo from Understanding the Threat. We're going to get his perspective on it and uh, and see how serious of a threat Joe Biden made to the Chinese and how China might respond. Are we facing Third World War? Stay tuned. More Andrea Kay show coming up. Andrea Kay, the donut queen of San Diego. It's the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. I had a caller called in during the break asking who Congressman Andy Biggs had said we should all call. Look, I don't remember the specifics of who he said that we needed to call to put the pressure on the U.S. government in the Senate and the House of Representatives to stop uh, the this World Health Organization thing in, in its tracks. I don't think we need to know and call one particular individual. Call them all. We need to be calling every congressman and every Senate senator and um, put the pressure on every one of them. We need to be doing uh, robocalls all day long with our fingers. Got to get into uh, this next topic, though, and that is the gaffe. Hmm, was it a gaffe what Joe Biden said today? Regarding China and Taiwan, or has there been a shift in the United States government's position when it comes to China and Taiwan? And it's uh, really frightening uh, in some ways. I'm not an expert in that. That's why I brought John Guandolo from Understanding the Threat to join me now to discuss. Y'all know he's been on the show so many times. He's president and founder of Understanding the Threat, which is the only organization in America that provides tools to leaders and police and citizens to identify and dismantle jihadi, terrorist, and communist networks in our local communities. He's former um, 
he went to the Naval Academy, former, I believe, even FBI. He is a member of the Veterans of Foreign Wars. He's co-author of the book Sharia, the Threat to America, author of so many books, Raising a Jihadi Generation. Um, he's a guest lecturer at the Joint Forces Staff College, U.S. Army War College. I mean, don't make me go on, people. Y'all know that he is the go-to guy on all things uh, that are a threat to this nation, and he joins me now. Hi, John Guandolo. Thank you for being back with me. Thanks for having me. I'm always uh, happy to be on with you and have a discussion with you about today's topics. Well, before we get into that, I want to play the clip for what Joe Biden said in case people didn't hear it. And then I want and then I want to discuss what he said with you. Uh, clip six. Very quickly, you didn't want to get involved in the Ukraine conflict militarily for obvious reasons. Are you willing to get involved militarily to defend Taiwan if it comes to that? Yes, you are. That's a commitment we made. That's a commitment we made. We are not. Look, here's the situation. We agree with a one China policy. We've signed on to it and all the attendant agreements made from there. But the idea that that it could be taken by force, just taken by force, is just not is just not appropriate. It will dislocate the entire region and be another action similar to what happened in in uh, in Ukraine. Okay, so in case the audio was a little hard to hear, uh, the reporter was actually taken aback because she asked Joe Biden if, um, you know, China does make a move on Taiwan, will you commit the U.S. military to that? And he said yes, unequivocally, which has not been the United States um, position on this. Joining me, as I said before, to discuss is John Guandolo. John Guandolo, I mean, it's, 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 it's bad enough that when he takes to the microphone that it's embarrassing in front of the world. But in this case, it can be quite dangerous. Your thoughts? Well, I think it's interesting that the, uh, uh, the large majority of the uh, U.S. press corps, uh, which is communist, is taken aback that he would actually defend, you know, a nation like Taiwan against China, whereas the rational people, the non-communists uh, in America, look at that and say, well, whether you're going to defend Taiwan or not, uh, you've just contradicted U.S. foreign policy against a world power, China, uh, and you basically is, you've contradicted uh, what we've been saying for uh, many decades. So I think there are a few things we could talk about here. One is uh, the sanity of Joe Biden and the fact that this is the third time his aides have had to walk back something he said um, because clearly uh, he's not sure what he's saying or doesn't know his own policies. So either way, he's incompetent, uh, either mentally or just practically incompetent. You've got that issue. Then we have the issue of should we defend Taiwan Mm -hmm. against China? Uh, Contrary to that policy. So I'll go with whichever way you want to go, but I think there's some real issues here uh, because China and what they're doing right now and where they're acting, uh, conducting economic warfare against Europe and the United States, uh, what they're doing uh, with regards to a number of uh, lines of operation, buying up U.S. farmland, uh, destabilizing our markets, uh, massively building their military and uh, openly saying their their aim is to destroy the United States, which, by the way, is exactly what China has been saying since they went communist. Um, 
so I think there's a, there are a number of directions we can go. Well, I think we need to. Like. Well, I think we need to start, and I don't want to spend too much time on it, but um, I think we have to begin from the fact that we have had a policy in place that's that has been described as strategic ambiguity. One of which that says, okay, China has this that one China policy means that China perceives themselves as having Taiwan as part of their goods, right? As part of their as part of their territory. And we just let them think it without telling them, no, yeah, really don't. And then we've got this deal with with Taiwan that basically says, you know, we're we're gonna we're gonna help you out maybe with some uh, I can't remember what the what it was called in nineteen sixty nine or seventy something. Um that basically says, you know, we're your buds. And the idea is it was the uh, Taiwan Relations Act, and it was from 1979. And it basically says that uh, any attempt to determine Taiwan's political future through anything other than peaceful means is a threat to American interests. So basically, it's our position has always been to ride the fence and try to send a message to both of them. And maybe um, they need to just basically stay in their own corners. And to and and what I'm hearing now is that the United States has had a shift in position. This was not a gaffe. According to the South Korean leader, the United States has made a shift. And the U.S. is, quote, the U.S. is moving towards constructive clarity from its so-called strategic ambiguity. So it would be bad enough if it was a gaffe. But maybe it wasn't a gaffe. I'm not sure what's worse is if it would be a gaffe and then it's got to be walked back. Or if the Joe Biden, as a commander in chief, and the Marxist and the leftist in the United States have shifted policy on us, and not and nobody's known about it. Okay, so so that, that's that's a good way to approach this. So first, if we look at it from the communist standpoint, we know that Joe Biden uh, has been supported by communists since his first run. I mean, the Council for a Livable World is who got him elected to his first Senate uh, election, uh, and that is literally was stood up by a KGB asset, uh, a very senior KGB asset uh, in the United States. Uh, so that is a communist organization. So his his work with the communists in the United States and overseas is, is pretty well documented in understanding the threat my organization teaches that. So the question would be then why would he intentionally provoke China. Mm-hmm. And it would lead me to believe if we take the one on the one hand that he's doing this intentionally, then I do not think he's doing it to exert U.S. sovereignty or U.S. policy to defend Taiwan. He's doing it to intentionally give the Chinese a reason to act against the United States. Ah. <gasps> uh... Right. Not unlike yeah, yeah. not unlike I don't think it was Gaff when he said on his his press conference after his first hundred days in office when he literally encouraged Putin to go into Ukraine. I never thought that was a gaff either. And I and I and I said today I don't think this was a gaff. No. I I also um do not think it was a gaff. I um I think they are provoking the United I mean we just gave forty billion to the Ukraine. Mm-hmm. While we've got massive communist and Islamic networks here in the United States operating inside the, the U.S. federal government and at, at the local level across the United States, and we're not doing anything. You know, we're talking about defending the Ukraine borders while he's literally flooding almost 20,000 people into the United States a day, paying them and putting them on planes and buses and flying to them into the interior. I mean, this is this is treason. This is sedition. This is weight levying war against the United States by 
Joe Biden and his administration. Um, and so I guess for your listeners, I, I think what I'm saying, I want to be very clear. I think if this is intentional, and I concur with you, I believe it is, I just think he's he's giving more provocation for China to do what it wants to do, just like he yeah. gave provocation for Russia to do what it, it you know, that what they wanted to do. Right. John, can we ask you to hold over the break and stay with us? You got time to do that? I do. Yeah. So John Gwendola is with us from Understanding the Threat. And when we come back, we're going to hear from John as to whether or not we should. Is it in the United States' interest to militarily dedicate military to defend Taiwan should China strike? This is the Andrea K. Show on AIM 1170. The Answer, San Diego. AK, Dynamite in a Dress, or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, don't call her fake news. It's the Andrea K. Show on The Answer San Diego. Like a creepy neighbor, State Farm is there. That's coming up in our next segment on tonight's Andrea K. Show. I promise that's all my singing that you're going to have to endure. All right, John Guandolo from Understanding the Threat was kind enough to stay over the break because before the break we were talking about, was this a gaffe by Joe Biden? With the the incitement of of uh, the threat against China with the use of our military, which um, got a lot of people upset, including China. Now we're going to move the discussion to whether or not we should. Is it in our interest to change our policy and actually uh, make a promise to use military to defend Taiwan? John Guandolo, thank you for staying over the break with me. Do you think we should, and your former military, do you think that we should dedicate uh, troops and the military to defend Taiwan? I think we should have it on the table as an option. And I think the Chinese need to know it's on the table as an option. And I I do think you shouldn't tip your hand one way or the other, because from a strategic uh, perspective, you don't want to tell the enemy, if you do this, we will definitively do, you know, X. But you certainly don't say we won't defend Taiwan. Yeah, in fact, I kind of thought us having this, you know, what was it called? The strategic ambiguity was brilliant because um, it kind of kept them on um, just a little on their heels, a little unsure of what the United States might do. Um, There's been kind of a kind of like when boxers kind of feel each other out in the ring, right? There's kind of been lately a little bit of that going on. And your enemies around the world, I mean, the reason why we've always had such a robust military and had the weaponry that we've had is that, you know, that's peace through strength. That's how you keep people at bay. They have to believe that not only do you have the means, but that you have the will to pull the trigger or, or push the button if provoked and so yeah it didn't make any sense you know um for him to say that today even if we should dedicate the use of the military but i I, one of the reasons why i have a concern about the use of military going forward and today we're hearing that there's plans to possibly they haven't come out and said it yet but they're looking at sending troops to ukraine to protect the u.s embassy in, in kiev or kiev um, is that I'm not sure that the U.S. military is the force it once was. I'm concerned about how politicized it's become. Well, that's a whole other issue. So two pieces on you just said. So there's a lot. Let me, let me unpack some of what you just said. So with regards to China, I do think that we should be hammering them here in the United States. So, you know, Mr. Trump shut down one of their consulates because it's completely a center 
for counterintelligence, espionage, cyber warfare, and irregular warfare. But all of their consulates here are. Uh, and the, the consulate in uh, California, in San Francisco, is literally working uh, directly. You have Chinese communists in the consulate working directly with leadership of Antifa and Black Lives Matter, and Black Lives Matter specifically, and other Chinese communist organizations, not just Black Lives Matter, you know, Asians for Black Lives, mm-hmm. uh, Chinese Progressive Association, all these communist groups here, and they're directing their activities. So, number one, we could shut those down. Number two, uh, they cannot purchase uh, U.S. land or U.S. anything inside the United States, especially not what they're doing now, is they're literally buying up, by estimates, uh, millions of acres of U.S. farmland, which is now, that's a national security threat to us. If that farmland is owned through proxies, through strawmen by communist China, which it is as of right now. So we need to take that land back, tell them, too bad, so sad, that's now belongs to this county, and the county's going to auction it. They'll take the money. You're out of money. Uh, kiss off. Um, and, and so when we see the things they're doing, um, the things they're doing with some of our ports, uh, the, the dangers, the national security threats by ownership of some of the shipping ports in the United States, Chinese interests owning those, all of that, we need to focus on that, clear that out, uh, again, and it was the same thing, the the argument that understanding the threat and I made with regards to the Ukraine. Uh, if you can show me a national security interest that's immediate in the Ukraine for the United States, I'd love to see it. Still haven't mm-hmm. seen it. And number two, instead of, uh, thanks to the Republicans like Ted Cruz and others, uh, sending $40 billion <sighs> of our taxpayer money to the Ukraine, which is exactly what our adversaries want us to do, continue to drain our treasury mm-hmm. to support anything. But how about you send $4 billion to the southern border? But they're not going to do that. So we have a situation where our federal government is operating against the interests of the United States, against the interests of our people. Uh, that, to me, is where I think we need, the American citizens need to focus, which is why we had understand the threat, are totally focused on training communities mm-hmm. how to identify these entities at the county level and flushing them out and working up from there to the state level. And that's that's where the focus has to be. It has to be getting back, getting active as Americans and doing it at the local level. Instead, we've become so complacent, so apathetic as a citizenry. Meanwhile, the Democrats and the Marxists and their communist, communists, they're active 24 Hours a day, seven days a week, 365, and they are making a lot of headway. And, you know, with the midterms coming up, there's still a lot of work to be done. And I'm concerned there's too many Americans that just feel like, oh, we're a shoe in to win this in the midterms. We can just sit back and, you know, I know it's tough. I know people are struggling economically and struggling to pay the bills and... And we've and the the flights the military using to bring you know formally here isn't going to be enough. There's tragedy going on across this country, but we've got to get active. Our country will be gone for good. And understanding the threat is the main organization that helps citizens do that. Tell everybody one last time where they can get information. Real quick before we sign off for the hour. Understandingthethreat.com. Go to our contact page. Say I want to bring the end of action training to our community. Thank you so much. All right. Thank thank you, you, John Guandolo. All right. And y'all come on back. More Andrea K. Show on its way. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.